This is the Open Division Quick Play with your host, Thornrain. And welcome back to the Open Division Quick Play. This is episode 2, The Savages. This week we go over what the tiebreaker system in the Open Division is, the top teams on the ladder, and how the tiebreaker realm will be played, and the new team signed up for season 2 of the Division. So let's get into the state of the ladder. Team Fortress and WBC Ice are tied for 9th. Panda Gaming holds the 8th seed. Ad Astra and 5X are tied for the 6th seed. Kingdom holds the 5th seed. Boys Night Out currently holding the 4th. The Savages are sitting in the 3rd seed. Bedtime Fugitives have the 2nd seed. And Prestige Worldwide holding strong with the 1 seed. This should change a little after the tiebreakers are played out, but this is pretty much your playoff outlook. The tiebreaker round will be held Friday, August 25th. The format's going to be double elimination, best of three. First two teams to two losses are out. Teams are going to be randomly seeded for this. So your teams for Friday's matches are 5X, Ad Astra, Boys Night Out, Kingdom, Panda Gaming, Team Fortress, The Savages, and WBC Ice. And now onto the main topic, the tiebreaker system. The buckhole system started as a scoring system in chess created by Bruno Buckholz in 1932 for the Swiss system chess tournaments. It was originally created as an auxiliary system, but more recently it's been used as a tiebreaker system. The way the system works is you get one point for each win an opponent you have beaten has on their record. So if you beat a team with two wins, that equates to two points towards your tiebreaker. So at the end of the season, if that same team has acquired ten wins, you now have 10 points for that team. The better the opponent you beat, the more points you are likely to acquire for your tiebreaker. Now the major criticism for this system is the tiebreaker scores can be a little distorted by the set of opponents that each team plays, especially in the early rounds. If a team is matched up against easier opponents, they acquire less tiebreakers. If you play against some of the harder teams, the more points that you acquire throughout the rest of the rounds. And now, Season 2 team signups. We now have 49 teams signed up for Season 2. That's a far cry from the 170 that participated in Season 1. Here are the teams added to the list since last week when we had 8 signed up. 5X, 6 Renas, Aries Gaming, Aceless, Big Baller Brand, Bunny Blasters, Cataclysm, Dude Clip That, Fight to Win, Hive Omega, Invisible Threat, KCGOW, Kingdom, Mirage Sport Electronic, NA Apollo Academy, Of Doom and Fists, OG Jesters, Omnix, PBC, Prestige Worldwide, Shimadawichu, Slipstream Esports, Surf Tacos, Surge Esports, Synergistic, Synthetic, Team Chimera, Team Crossfade, Team Fortress, Team Cringe Esports, Team, yes, that's just Team with an exclamation point. The Lucy OOs, Virtue, Voltic, Vortex Pink, W Plus M1, Wild Rose Saints, Windows XD, and Wizard Esports. Now, from the team signed up, it doesn't look like anybody used the ability to sign up outside of their region. These are all USA and Canada teams. So maybe next season we'll see some teams jump over into some different regions and try to mix things up. 
And now, on to this week's interview. This week we're talking to Gravy from the Savages. Currently sitting third seed in the Open Division heading into the Season 1 playoff weekend. Hey, how's it going, Gravy? Going on, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, not a problem, not a problem. Um, so, uh, to get it started, uh, how old are you? Uh, I'm 25. Turned 25 uh, two months ago. Oh, happy belated birthday. <laughs> Thanks, man. You, uh, you got a 9 to 5 going to school or are you just focusing on gaming right now? Uh, so all of the above. Uh, I'm actually a sergeant in the army, uh, stationed over in Minneapolis. So I do that during the day. Um, I'm a master student as well, full-time master student. Uh, and then I game at night. Oh man, you got a full play going on. Yeah, it's a lot, but it's fun though. I enjoy it. Oh, definitely. And um, so with your gaming background, uh, what was the first FPS that you started on? My first FPS. Um, I gotta think back, like, probably to my time on, like, N64, when I was, like, real young. I used to play this game called Perfect Dark, uh, on console. It's pretty fun. That was, like, my first FPS. Okay. Yeah, I've heard and of Perfect Dark. Games like, yeah, I moved on to games like Halo, stuff like that on Xbox, and I finally came on the PC, playing games like Overwatch. So you did a lot of, uh, console gaming? Yes. So, actually, I, I bought my PC at the start of Season 4 on, PC, uh, on Overwatch. Like, I, I was just playing on Xbox. Uh, season 1 through 3, and then uh, me and Stribby decided to make the transition over to PC. Oh wow, so you guys have only been on PC for, like, what, a couple months now? It's like, February, so about 6 months, 5 months. Man, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, what's your current SR right now? Uh, as of today, I think I'm, I'm just about 3,900, uh, with my season high was about 4,300. It fluctuates a lot up and down, you know, but... Oh yeah. It is what it is. You guys usually just stay in a stick, uh, six stack, or you do any solo queuing? Uh, we we never six stack. Uh, we usually don't go over like two or three. Even even three stacking is uh kind of kind of iffy. So like, uh, I'll usually play with lacrosse or Scribby for the most part. Or lately, I've just been solo queuing, just because the matchmaking system's kind of broken. So like duo or three stack makes the, the balance kind of shifted one way or the other. So maybe just solo queue for the most part. Cool. And um, what role are you playing on the team right now? Uh, right now, and what I've been playing the entire time is uh, hitscan DPS, and I usually uh, play Tracer Soldier for the most part. Like me and Macross, we we both have like very similar hero pulls, uh, but he plays projectile as well. So like for me, most of the comps that we run, I usually run Tracer, but uh, sometimes I'll run Soldier, and then uh, situationally I run Widow, Widowmaker. So it sounds like your main then is is Tracer. That's who I saw you yeah. on. Uh on your last match against, I believe it was Solid Water. That's who it was. I usually play Tracer for most of our comps. He's really strong right now. Now, uh, speaking of the team, how did you end up uh, hooking up with the Savages? <laughs> That's kind of a long story, but uh, myself, Lacrosse, and Sturvy, we actually started on another team. Uh, it's called Fable Esports, and uh, we were all playing like roles that we weren't really comfortable with. I was on Off Tank, uh, uh, Off Tank Flex, Lacrosse was on support, mainly Anna, and Stribby was playing support, uh, primarily Lucio. So, I mean, we weren't really comfortable with it. It's like me and Lacrosse are like DPS players for the most part, and Stribby's a main tank. Uh, so we ended up just splitting from that team, and us three, like, we just went out and uh, tried to recruit some players. And like in the process, uh, Stribby found that Rusto, uh, the Savages, was looking for an Overwatch team. So we ended up falling into that, and uh, then we were able to recruit the rest of our roster that way. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, the the three of you kind of started off playing together and then just 
came across the savages and picked out your own team basically yeah basically so strippy i've known since like middle school i've known him for a long time uh and then lacrosse i actually met through just like playing competitive i ran into him like three or four times in a row and uh he was on my team each time we won most of those games so i ended up adding him and uh he said he was interested in playing for a team so uh we picked him up oh that's cool so um now who's the shot caller for you guys right now so shot calling is, is not really like an exact science just because everybody's communicating different things. I mean, at, it's, it's, it's been an ongoing process for us. Um, at first, we didn't really have an identity in terms of a shot caller uh, just because we were still trying to feel each other out. But I mean, as, as, as time has gone on, the crust is our primary shot caller for the most part. But I would say that everybody usually chips in uh, situationally, uh, making call outs and calling strats. But I'd say lacrosse is our primary shot caller. Yeah, I noticed uh, when I was watching your last game, I heard a couple different people calling out, uh, you know, May one hit or, uh, you know, Diva out of mech. So it, it was cool to watch your guys' teamwork. You guys were really in sync with each other. So do you guys scrim a lot, practice a lot? Uh, we usually scrim like three to four times a week. We try to do like 8 to 12 Eastern. Uh, we don't always go the full four hours, but, um, and like, you know, with me having a full-time job and, a couple of the other guys having things coming up like it kind of fluctuates but we try to we try to scrim like a solid three to four times a week um and it's definitely paid off over over the over the past couple of months just like from where we started to where we are like sometimes it doesn't feel like the scrim block went well but like a lot of that a lot of that does transfer over to you know when we're in tournaments and stuff like that just because we've seen a lot of the scenarios and we know how to react better uh which kind of goes into like shot calling as well because then we know uh, exactly what we're what we're gonna do when when a certain team does this or does that. Oh yeah, it, it definitely showed. So now to get on to the uh, the weekly topic, do you feel that the season one of the open division so far has been a success, and can it be a lasting component to the Overwatch esports? Um, after playing playing season one, I think I think it's been somewhat of a success. Uh, I mean, we noticed as a team that there were a lot of a lot of teams who disbanded, even like some of the some of the top ranked teams like disbanded like like partway through the season, um, which kind of paved the way for some lower ranking teams to kind of get freebies, uh, free wins throughout the season. So I think that that might need a little cleaning up. But I think I think season two will probably be a lot a lot better in my opinion, just because I think more of the the tier two teams and and, and some of the better players I think will know about the league and they'll probably be on teams. So I think that season two will probably be a lot more competitive and you'll see less teams uh, disband. Uh, throughout the season. Oh yeah, just keeping up with because uh, season two signups just closed on Monday. I want to say there's only 49 teams that are signed up compared to the 170 that were in season one. So it's sh- it's looking like it might be a tighter group of uh, teams going up in season two. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, there were some pro players that were playing in season one, so I know some of them are trying to get in like Overwatch League and whatnot and sign with bigger organizations, but um, yeah, I think it'll definitely be more competitive in season two, just because I don't think a lot of the lower ranking teams will come back, and, and a lot of teams that disbanded are doing, doing other things, so. Oh yeah. Now, um, speaking of the playoffs, uh, you guys seeded three. Uh, Friday is the tiebreaker round. Just reading how the tiebreaker round works, they're going to randomly match everybody and then the first two teams to two losses are eliminated and then you'll go into the playoffs how, how do you feel about that setup because i mean you guys seeded three but you guys have to play in the tiebreaker round yeah I we're, we weren't really sure about that as a team um just because we finished third you would think it, it would kind of reward you a little bit more than having to be randomly seated again and play a, a tiebreaker round but 
I mean, we we only lost one game this year, and if you look at our our standings, we had we played some of the highest ranking teams, which shows them like our GB uh, stat, I believe. So, yeah. I mean, it it would be nice to be seat like actually seated one through eight or one through nine in the tiebreaker round, but uh, I think I think we're ready to uh, play any of the teams that are in the playoffs. So whoever comes our way, I think we're ready. Now with the uh, with the playoffs coming up, have you guys decided on increasing your scrims practice, or are you guys just gonna maintain that uh, four hours a night, three nights a week? Um, for the most part, we've been trying to keep things status quo. I think keeping things status quo kind of keeps us, you know, on an even keel. Uh, you know, just treating the playoffs like any of the other tournaments that we've done. Um, just be- just because I think we've been we've been playing fairly well in the past month. Like all the tournaments that we've done, Warp Meta, AG Weekly, uh, we played in uh, Moon Moon's Invitational, Winter Invitational. Um, so I think I think keeping it the same is the best for us because I feel like if we if we go over. If we scrim a, a, like an excess amount, it kind of wears us down, and it kind of it kind of shows in the tournaments too. So I'm think like that three to four a uh, day a week uh, routine is working out for us. So that's why we're trying to stick to that. Oh yeah, uh, no need to break the routine if it's working. Absolutely. Now, um, who would you guys, or even just you as a player on the team, who would you like to face off first in the uh, tiebreaker round? There's two teams. I would say one would be Bedtime Fugitives because they beat us uh, in HE Weekly. And it was pretty close, so we'd like to play them again to see if we can get the better end of the better end of the match. Uh, and number two, uh, this is a personal one for me, but I'd like to play Boys Night Out. They're, they're our only loss this season. Um, plus, I'd like to face off against their Tracer player. Uh, Violent is really good. Um, so it'd be a good barometer for not only our team, but for myself on uh, how well I've progressed over this season. Wow, you... And if if I'm not mistaken, bedtime fugitives are actually sitting in the two seed right now. So you're you're not shying away from the the big guys either. No, absolutely not. Like I said, uh, we we're confident. Those teams are very good. Like there's like when I say we want to play them, it's because they're good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we want we like if we want to win this thing, we want it to be the right way, and that's being the best teams. So. Uh, Boys Night Out, I think, would be a great matchup. Uh, they beat us 4-2 last time, but we've gotten better over over that time, and I'm sure they've gotten better too, so it should be a heck of a match if we end up playing them in the playoffs. Oh, definitely looking forward to that. I heard somebody saying that uh, the playoffs could potentially be streamed. I'm hoping that they are, and they, yeah. they get somebody to cast them for you guys. You guys yeah, deserve I think, it. I think at least the grand finals will be streamed. I don't know about the, the Saturday uh, tournament leading up to that. But I, I think I think the grand finals they said would be streamed. But I'd have to double check on that. All right, now uh, now it's time for my two cheesy questions. The uh, <laughs> the every podcaster wants to ask question. Uh, if you could join any Overwatch org currently running, uh, who would you join, or just who's your favorite org? If you don't want to, you know, say you want to join one. Okay. Um. I mean, I would love to join this organization, uh, and they're my favorite too. I'd probably say. Top to bottom, I'd say my favorite is Envious uh, for a couple reasons. I think uh, like their roster, you'll notice that they they usually set the trend in terms of compositions. Like at least in NA, like compared to the NA teams who are running standard dive, uh, Envious will like dig into their deep hero pools and try out different things, and it kind of throws other teams for a loop and makes them react. Um, and the fact that they have deep hero pools, like that makes them like super flexible. Even mid game, they can switch. Uh, so I think they're they're a tough out in any tournament. Um, and they did well over in Apex in uh, Korea, but in NA, they're the best team in my opinion, just because of their flexibility and obviously the, the talented players that they have, like Effect and uh, Taimu, etc. 
Oh, so yeah. I would definitely say envious. Yeah, the the guys over at the High Noon podcast have said, you know, Immortals were kind of running NA, but that was while Envious was off in Korea. And then Envious comes back and they kind of handed it to him to uh, Immortals over the weekend. Right, for sure. But um, I think Immortals being at the top, they never really played against a team of that caliber. I think Immortals will close the gap a little bit, but it'll take some flexibility on their end. Like, they're a really talented roster, top to bottom as well. But, I mean, Envious came out with uh, McCree and uh, Doomfist on some of the maps, and I think it kind of threw them for a loop. Because they were just running standard die for the most part. So, I think uh, as time goes on, I think they'll they'll close the gap, but I still think Envious is the class of uh, NA in terms of uh, competitive Overwatch. Oh yeah, most definitely. And, um, currently, who's your favorite uh, Overwatch pro? I would say Sinatra is my favorite Overwatch pro. Oh yeah, watching him in the the World Cup was was phenomenal. Yeah, the guy's a beast. He's really good, and he always he always impacts the games. Uh, and that's that's the way I try to play is try to be a big impact to the game, try to help my team win, and like just trying to stay in my lane and do my role as best as I can. And usually Sinatra does that in almost every tournament he plays when he's with selfless, like just dominating his tracer or, or Zarya or whatever he's playing. So definitely Sinatra. All right, uh, I think that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, I really appreciate you sitting down and talking with me. And yeah, uh, best of luck on Friday. Uh, hopefully you'll be streaming so I can at least tune in for that. And then uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be uh, I'll definitely be streaming it if our if our game's not streamed. So. And then who knows if you guys take the uh, take the grand finals, I might be talking to you and the rest of the team come next week. Yeah, man. Hopefully, hopefully we have the same conversation next week. All right. Well, you have a good I night. Know. And thanks for chatting with us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks. If you are on a team, manage a team, or own a team in the Open Division, I would love to talk to you or a member of your team to help promote not only you and your team, but the division as a whole. If you have any questions, suggestions, or want to chime in on a topic, feel free to contact me on the following platforms. You can find me at ThornRain on Twitter, ThornRain number 6097 on Discord, twitch.tv slash ThornRain, music by Nehemiah Haynes III, and remember, pro started somewhere, make today your somewhere.